I've got some amazing experts on how do you interpret your DMs to recognize the real leads from the casual conversations. So today is gonna be, I think, a masterclass podcast. Social media is, for many agents, this elusive silver bullet that they look for in their business in terms of, I wanna generate more and more leads. I see these top producers generating leads in social media marketing, how do they do it? And I've got some experts. We're gonna weigh in today about what is a lead? How do you get leads in social media through Instagram, through YouTube, through other platforms? But fundamentally, it's really about understanding what is the purpose of social media marketing for starters? And I'll make this really short and sweet and we'll get onto the conversation. It's simply that social media marketing is designed to help you build authority and credibility so that if somebody meets you and then they look you up, your Instagram profile is either going to back you up or it's going to unsell them from wanting to work with you. More than that, social media is a tool for staying in front of and building awareness and trust with the people who already know you, leads, contacts, sphere of influence, your followers, the people in your local marketplace. And then finally, yes, social media can be a tool for generating inbound organic leads, buyer leads, and seller leads. And that's what everybody wants out of social media marketing. But here's the argument today. It's not that obvious. It's not like somebody said, you got a new lead. Most of the leads come in the shape and size of a DM and a DM is simply a message. And so your ability to hear the real offer behind the message is gonna be critical in terms of being able to convert that lead or even see that conversation as having the possibility of turning into a lead with intent to buy or sell real estate. So today is gonna to be, I think, a masterclass podcast. I've got some amazing experts on how do you interpret your DMs to recognize the real leads from the casual conversations. And I am joined by Katie Day, uh, leader and founder of the Moving to Texas team in Houston, Texas, and Ken Posick, who is the leader and founder of the Posick Group in Orlando, Florida. Both are absolute social media giants and titans in our industry, and they're swell people. I really enjoy their conversation. So Katie and Ken, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. Thank you. For, I think you're swell as well. Thank you. Thank you. That really does mean a lot. I needed to hear that today. Thank you. Uh, Katie, we'll start with you real fast. For those who don't follow you, where are you most known and for what are you most known social media marketing wise? Definitely. So I would say we are most known for Instagram on social media. Uh, yep. We do a little bit of YouTube, but I can't really say that when I'm on a call with Mr. Posick here. <laughs> okay. And then why I've got you on Instagram. So walk me through for lack of a better word, the sales funnel. How do you generate business on Instagram? Yeah, Instagram is a little bit difficult because as you said, um, not everyone is going to raise their hand and say, hey, this is a lovely house, I would like to buy it, or that's a, that's a great listing, I would like to purchase it and sell my home. And mm -hmm. so a lot of the messages we receive are people inquiring about what's happening with the market, they're inquiring about um, you know things in Houston and real estate, and it then results in a listing consultation or them saying that they're looking to purchase or rent or do something real estate related. And what kind of content are you producing that's getting those conversations sparked? So we have a few content buckets. One of them is obviously marketing our listings and property videos and things like that. We do neighborhood spotlights. So look, local highlights of businesses in the area, and then real estate kind of tips and information and, and knowledge broker type stuff. Okay. And then they DM because they're curious or they want to know more about something. And then we're going to circle back to what happens after they DM you. What are some of your strategies and tactics to actually determine intent? I'll circle back to that. Ken, let's go to you for a second. Uh, how would you describe what you're most known for in terms of your social media marketing primacy in Orlando, Florida? 
Yeah, I think word. I think we're fairly well known for uh, for YouTube. That's kind of like our our main thing. Last year, um, of all the deals we did, we could track thirty nine percent of our business directly back to somebody reaching out to us from an email from from YouTube directly, and then it also made everything else easier. You know, we've got more agent referrals and sphere and that kind of thing. But uh, YouTube's our our jam. Social media marketing has so much potential. The opportunity is truly unprecedented, yet the algorithms are complex, the platforms are ever-changing, and it can be confusing to know how do I play the game in a way that actually doesn't waste my time but generates real business. If you answered yes to that, if that resonated with you, then you need to check out our course, Cracking the Social Code. It's part of our Marketing Pro training platform, and it is a course designed to walk you through step-by-step how to crush it and dominate on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We'll screen share and show you how to set up the platforms on your phones, what kind of content you should make, and knowing the absolute ins and outs of all those platforms so you can truly generate some inbound leads your way and become a rock star on social. For more details, click the link in the caption. So give us some context. How do those conversations spark from a YouTube standpoint? It's interesting because Early on, I would get like, you know, especially when you're first starting, you're like, oh, I have a comment. This is awesome. And so you talk, you know, I would try to close them maybe a little too early. It was like, you know, oh, mm. like, you know, I hate this area or I hate what, you know, I'm not really um, tell me more about that house. And I would try to like, hey, call me. And like, you know, I would try to close them way too early. And so now it was just what's been interesting now having done this for four or five years is like, I just try to build relationship with people over years sometimes. And it's funny because I'll look through our pending list of, of names and it's like, oh man, I've been commenting and DMing or really more commenting back and forth on YouTube with this guy for the past two years. And so mm. it's, I remember the conversations of him asking, well, how far away is that from Disney or how far away is that from the airport or how, how is that builder compared to this other kind of builder? And the, the buying signs are all there, but it's, it's really more, I'm just trying to build a relationship and provide so much value in the comments without having to say, make sure you call me because they're already watching my content. They're already engaging. Like they're most likely going to call me when the time comes, as long as I do my job. And so is that the transition? It starts in the comments on YouTube. And then at some point when they're really ready to take action, they reach out through some other channel. Yeah, we have a specific email address set up only for YouTube. So my inside sales staff, they know like if it came from this email address, it's a YouTube lead. And so in every one of my videos, I'm saying, hey, if you're interested in buying or selling anywhere in Orlando, my team and I, we love to be your real estate, re real estate resource of choice. Email me info at posetgroup.com. Uh, and then it's also in the description. It's also in our about page. But that email is is everywhere, only on YouTube. So I know for a fact that if someone said, hey, we're moving to the area, we like Ken's content or, or, or not, if it just says, hey, we're moving to the area or we need to sell, but it came through the email address that I know it came from YouTube. Yeah, now, so both of you are making knowledge broker content. Uh, Katie, yours is all for Houston living. Ken, yours is all for Orlando living. Uh, Ken, I didn't ask you, but I would ask you to share with the group, like 20, 30 seconds, what's the essence of your content like on your channel? Uh, so we, we do the bucket program as well. So it's a lot of like moving to living in kind of stuff. So moving to Orlando, living in Orlando. And then I have a whole other section, what I call coming soon to Orlando. So we're talking about the new developments, the new jobs that are coming, the new, uh, anything that might change somebody who's living here. And, uh, and we kind of oscillate between those two back and forth. All right. So you're driving calls to action that are soft in your videos. Hey, we want to be a resource for you for all things moving to or living in Orlando. And so you're constantly priming your viewers and watchers that you can help them when the time right is right. You can help them when the time is right. They're commenting and asking questions and you're engaging. 
Uh, you're not trying to like force a sale or say, Hey, you should go look at this. We could go show this house today. You're being, you know, rather, uh, for lack of a better word, you're having finesse in terms of how you handle those conversations. Katie, I'd love you to jump in. Talk to us about how is that the same or different than what you experience on Instagram? Well, so I think one of the biggest differentiators is that YouTube, you can't really have a private conversation. You know, mm -hmm. they have to take it to Instagram or they have to take it to email or call you, right? Because they, they're making comments on your video and they're not going to generally, they're not going to go into all of their details of their search. That'll normally be an email or a call or a DM or whatever it may be. And so you, you do at some point want to take them off the platform, right? And my thing on Instagram is I want to keep them on the platform for as long as possible. And so that's where the DMs generally will stay on Instagram for a while, right? I'll have someone comment or ask me a question about the housing market or what's happening in a specific suburb of Houston, and we'll DM back and forth. And as Ken said, I don't immediately want to say, well, thanks so much for the comment about the housing market. Let me come over and list your home or let me come over and tell you about you know, the, the housing market. I keep it on platform and I have that conversation and that back and forth. And then at a certain point when they show more intent, then that'll go towards a home buying consultation. That'll go towards a home equity review or you know, something of that, of that sort, depending on what type of, of lead they are. Where do you think for this, for both of you, where do you think agents in many cases who are looking to make social media, a viable lead gen channel for themselves, where are they missing the mark? I think that Ken said it earlier about building the relationship and, and providing value, I think is, is the most important. And most agents are highlighting themselves and aren't looking at their local market or aren't looking at things that a consumer would, would want to see. They're just, they're just, you know, kind of using it as their own highlight reel, in my opinion. Ken, what would yeah. you say? Yeah, I think it's creating content for you, like me and or other agents, instead of yeah. creating content for the consumer, which is I'm trying to get as close to the consumer as possible to weed out any other referral fees or any other kind of uh, platform fees. Like I want them to come to me, but I do that provide by providing value. And I think secondarily is just not understanding the platform. So um, I think it was maybe you and I had a, had a conversation on our, on our coaching call was like, um, the whole DM culture of Instagram versus TikTok versus YouTube. And it's like, you're on TikTok, you might be consuming a ton of TikTok, but you're not DMing people really on TikTok. You're just swiping. Whereas on Instagram, it's a DM culture. Like, and so yeah. the amount of people that find me on YouTube and then visit me and, and like you said earlier, like they, they said, Hey, this guy's actually legit on Instagram. I'm going to follow him and then have conversations with me on Instagram. It's a lot. We have every single day leads coming to us that way. And so we're going deeper in the comments. So I think, yeah understanding who, who's, who you're shooting content for and then understanding the platforms. And I'll piggyback. So Ken, you made a comment earlier that at the end of your videos or somewhere throughout your videos, you casually remind your viewer, we can help you. We want to be a resource, all that kind of stuff. However, I think it's important to note that we're talking about YouTube videos and you're creating longer form content. Uh, just for the viewer watching, Ken, your videos range typically between seven and 13 minutes is what I've observed where you have the ability to go a little bit deeper because we know that YouTube is a search engine and we know that people who find your videos are dominant. Like the dominant means of finding your videos is through search. So they already have a question in mind. They seek, they were seeking it out in search. They found and watched your videos that reveals a higher measure of intent. However, I would argue that on Instagram, I see this mistake far too often, which is agents saying, if you're looking to sell your house, contact me at five, 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 five. And I want to know from your vantage points, in a setting like Instagram, where it's a scroll-based platform with the conversations happening in the DMs, TikTok is exclusively, for the most part, scroll-based. Uh, Facebook and LinkedIn are comment-based, but Instagram has the comments and the DMs, but it is a scroll platform, whereas YouTube is a search-based platform. 
where am I going with this? I'm ringing it back right now. Is there, is there a recommendation in terms of what makes sense with being too call to action focused in your Instagram videos? Katie, I want your van, your take on that. I don't love the call to action of the, if you're looking to buy or sell DM me now, I will have that very, very rarely, probably one in every 20 to 50 videos. Like it's, it's not, it's not common yeah. at all. Um, you know, my, my call to action is normally some sort of call to conversation or a call to comment. Right. And so if I'm talking about some sort of news that's happening in Houston, the, it would be, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Have you encountered this, you know, that type of comment as opposed to here's some news in Houston. And if you're looking to buy or sell because of this news, then call me that, that just wouldn't, wouldn't land very well. I love that. Ken, who is your content attracting into your sales funnel? So originally it was all people moving to Orlando. That was it. And so it was all like listing tours and moving to videos. And then I realized I wasn't getting any seller leads like at all, mm -hmm. like 95% of our YouTube, probably even more than that. Now, darn near hundred percent were buyers. And so when I started switching to the, the local based content, the news based content, all of a sudden our subscriber base started changing, our viewers started changing. And so I do these lives every Thursday night at seven. And one of the first things I always say is like, Hey, and it's really to help the algorithm more than anything, but I'm like, Hey, let us know down below where are you guys watching from today? And it used to be a hundred percent of it was outside of Orlando. Now it's 50, 50. Mm. And so we're starting to get more seller leads. We're starting to get more, Hey, I bought with my cousin three years ago, but I've been following you on YouTube ever since. Now we want to work with you. And so it's been a really cool kind of, kind of switch for us. I love that. Katie, how about you? What are you experiencing? So on Instagram, about 15% of my base is in Houston. Okay. And then the rest is outside of, of Texas or outside of Houston. Which that's a really high percentage for an Instagram account to have Houston in a local-based market. Um, that's a conversation perhaps for another time. I'm guessing you're making local, locally relevant content that through the algorithm attracts that local interest. Yeah. So the, the local business spotlights that we do now that there's a collaboration feature, we collab the local business. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that has been helpful, you know, to, to increase our, our reach here locally. And then, you know, a lot of the, the green screen type videos and things like that are all, you know, local Houston, what's happening here type content. So um, rather than taking, you know, a, a national news article, we're, we're taking, you know, Houston Business Journal, Houston Chronicle and the different local publications here. Are you getting a mix, Katie, from in terms of leads from agent to agent, local buyers, local sellers, referrals? Is it a mix or are you getting like a heavy dose of one of those groupings? in terms of where the actual lead gen is coming from on Instagram? I would say all of the above. You know, you mentioned earlier past clients and Sphere as well. So I think it yeah. definitely keeps us top of mind with past clients and Sphere. We get a lot of agent to agent referrals that are direct DMs on Instagram. And then, you know, obviously buyers and sellers as well. But what I've noticed is a lot of times buyers or sellers will submit an inquiry on our website or they'll call or email. And then when I go to the appointment, they tell me, Hey, I've been following you on Instagram. Or when I talked to them before the appointment, Hey, I've been following you on Instagram and you know, blah, 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 whatever. Or at the, at the appointment itself, they'll say, Hey, on Instagram, you posted this video and it's a video from like six or 12 months ago. And I'm like, that was forever ago, you know, and they, hmm. they were kind of taking notes and, and watching. Right. Yep. And there's that memory, like what Ken mentioned of, I remember these comments. I remember this conversation. They've been, yeah. they've been going through the motions for some time now as their intent has been maturing and now they're willing to kind of come out of the woodwork and reveal themselves with their questions. When you get leads, let's say it's in your DMs, is it obvious or is it not always obvious? 
I would say for Instagram, it's not always obvious. Um, we have a listing that we is closing this week and they commented on one of the posts and, you know, on my weekly market update and said, I'd love information on my neighborhood. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I sent the information over to them. I told them that if they wanted a more specific market value, I would need to visit the property or, or talk, talk to them more to understand exactly what was in their property and, and what they had done since they purchased. And about a week later, she DM me again and was like, I'd actually like to meet in person to, to get a value. And then at that point, that turned into a viable listing. But even when I was going to the listing appointment, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a listing or not, right? Because I was still DMing her to get her phone number, right? I had the address, but I didn't have the phone number yet. And so that's one of those things that you never want to look too salesy and ask for the number on that first DM, right? I want yeah. to keep them on the platform. I want to keep them in the DMs because that's where, you know, they were comfortable contacting me. Um, but then once, you know, it's, it's a viable opportunity where they're, you know, wanting to meet in person or... Um, you know, wanting to to tour homes or something like that, obviously we would get their their phone number and all of their contact info. How much time are each of you spending in comments and DMs on maybe a daily basis? Um, too, probably too much. Um, <laughs> I was like, like I'm going to let Ken go first on this one. <laughs> no, like thinking back through like when, um, especially on, on, on YouTube, I have the notifications turned on and I, I comment pretty darn quick because I know that if I let them stack up, I'll have hundreds and I'll never, never do it. Uh, on Instagram, I probably spend, I don't know, 90 minutes, an hour, uh, on Instagram a day. And I'm usually it's mostly responding to DMS. And so, um, as we were kind of preparing for this call, like thinking back through how many like screenshots I've sent from my Instagram over to my inside sales staff over the past month. It's probably been 15 to 18 leads from Instagram that originated from all different places. Some people originated on Instagram, other people originated on YouTube and going back through those conversations, many times they're, they followed me. They've been just like, it's net. They've a lot of them never even asked me a real estate question. They've just been responding to my stories. It's yeah. been like, Oh, that's awesome. I love that show. I love that, that ride. I love that restaurant. And then like, you know, I'm conversating, like just having conversations, like they're a normal person, not that they're like a lead. And then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, we're in town this weekend. And we want to buy a house. Huh? And it's, and all of a sudden, oh, great. What's the best way to get a hold of you? I'll have my staff reach out. They tell me, I screenshot it. I send it to the inside sales and they book the appointment. So, um, that's, that's kind of what ours looks like. Okay. So you're spending time every day. I heard you say, I may have heard it wrong, 90 minutes an hour. And I was like, that's impressive. How does that do that? <laughs> 90 minutes or an hour. 60 to 90 minutes is what I, <laughs> I got it. I figured I was just teasing you. Uh, Katie, what's, what's your daily time in DMS look like? I would say probably about the same. Okay. Probably around 60 to 90 minutes. I, I generally will hop on in the morning before I post, right? And answer all of my DMs, respond to yeah. comments, like comments, and do all that to kind of prime the algorithm, right? Then I'll make my post, spend a little bit more time on platform. And then at certain points throughout the day, I'll hop on again, you know, to, to make sure that my DMs are cleared, make sure the comments are responded to, um, you know, so probably 60 to 90 minutes of active, uh, you know, time on social. This is active conversations. This is social media prospecting at its finest. This is having conversations. And it seems both of you are doing the same thing. You are creating a lot of content. It's value packed content, but you are consistently jabbing for people to reply to you. Hey, what do you think about this? Let us know in the comments. Hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? You are consistently in your content priming to get the DMS in the comments whether they come in one way or the other, and then you're spending time having those conversations. What do you think the, the average or the aspiring agent who's looking to build their platform on Instagram or YouTube needs to be aware of and thinking about right now in terms of 
boy, the leads aren't always leads. They're starting point conversations. How should I approach this if I'm building my content empire on social? I think it's a long play. I think that like, so it's, you're not going to post a video today and get a lead tomorrow. If, very rarely is that going to happen. It's, you're, you're building like social media is the ultimate leverage tool. And so if you want to build a huge community, you can do that online and cultivate it and it's going to take time. And I think anytime you go into something like this, whether it's old school, direct mail farming or expired, all of these things take time to really get good at it and, and actually cultivate a return. So for you, it's just, if you're starting off, plan on this being your life for the next career. <laughs> and if you <laughs> focus in on it that way, and you're just really consistent with being genuine online, I think you'll win. Okay. I love it. Katie, what would you add to that? I would agree with what Ken said. Um, I always hate going second. Cause I'm like, that's kind of what I was going to say, but, um, I think that it's, yeah, I think that it's important to focus in on who your client avatar is. Right. And I think, you know, for a lot of us that have started on social, it's been kind of trial and error. And as Ken said, you know, they were doing specific content on YouTube and then they realized a lot of their, you know, uh, subscribers on YouTube were buyers. And so how do they tweak their content for it to be more seller based? And so now they have a specific formula for that. Right. And so for me, all of my content on Instagram is consumer facing content. If you are yep. buying or selling in Houston, right. If you are living in Houston, what are the local spots that you should go to? What are those things, you know, that, that would be important to you if you're living here? What are the things that are impacting if you're living here? And so getting super specific on who your client avatar is and speaking to them um, as opposed to trying to, to speak to everyone. And then when they're actually DMing you or having conversations with you, having genuine conversations where you're not going for the sale immediately. And I think because both of you are spending so much time daily having conversations, you become aware of the patterns. You know, I've, I've said before, uh, an agent who goes door knocking every day for a year is going to have a way higher Jedi skill set to sense the force, so to speak. They're going to be able to sense and hear the tells when they talk to somebody that this is a person who is in market. They're looking to make a move. They're looking to buy or sell. Katie, I know I'm speaking your language with Jedi talk here, right? Uh, Ken, Ken, Ken was like, Ken was like over here, you know, <laughs> and I'm just face palm. Hard eyes. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, the point being. If you put somebody out door knocking for their first time ever, they're not going to have an ear as attuned to understanding what people's questions are and what that question leads to next. Yeah. But when I look at what both of you are doing, both of you are making value pack knowledge, value packed knowledge broker content that is priming people to reach out to you, to inquire, to ask questions, getting them accustomed to talking to you. And then you are in your DMS and in your comments every day. Uh, Katie, I'm curious on Instagram. Are you using your phone? Are you using Creator Studio? Where are you active in terms of managing comments and DMs? I use my phone most of the time. Um, I find that sometimes when you're using Creator or the computer, just Instagram.com in the browser, comments sometimes don't go into the little chain or DMs don't reply properly. So I'll use both, you know, um, but generally on my phone. Okay. Do you get a lot of folks? I'm curious because you have a creator profile, correct? I do, yes. So do you get a lot of folks going into your request and you have to accept the request every single time? Is that because it's a creator? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It divides yes. the inbox like that. Yes. Yes. Um, I I have to check my requests inbox multiple times a day just to make sure I'm not missing DMs. 
because I've yeah. had that happen of like an agent agent referral or an inquiry and I didn't see it for, you know, 24 hours. And by the time I get back to them, the, the lead has gone elsewhere or the agent has placed a referral elsewhere because I didn't respond fast enough. So now it's something I do check pretty frequently. Yeah. So I use, I use personally, I use the creator studio, which is a meta product to manage all comments and DMS, because I can also assign permissions to my admin to have access to certain levels. So I don't miss potential. I can flag something and have a whole little built-in like CRM inside of meta. Ken, are you using the app or are you doing uh, YouTube studio for managing comments? Uh, I use YouTube studio app. Like everything's on my phone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. So moral of the story, and then I'll ask for some closing thoughts on this is you can generate leads through social media marketing. It's not going to be a light switch that happens immediately. Ken, something I remember you said to me years ago, we were having a phone call and you said, if you give me a list, I can work it. It was just a comment you brought up to me once. And you were talking about an email list, but that is a marketing skill set that you have where if you give me a list, I can work it. And it seems like every day this becomes your career, your life. You are in the comments, in the DMs, working that list putting it's the flywheel of more and more conversations that lead to actual hand raisers of buyers, sellers, and so forth. Um, but we recognize you're going to have to make content. It's not going to be instantaneous. You're going to produce content that drives the conversation and then commit to every day having the conversation to give people the level of comfort whereby that you're approachable and they can ask you or reveal their intent. And then I think the last takeaway I had today was sometimes their intent, Katie, you mentioned this, uh, they talked about wanting some kind of a, what does it look like in my neighborhood? And you realize this could be a potential seller and you had the wherewithal to ask the right series of questions that revealed that intent. And I think too many agents, you know, they post a listing video and somebody's DM says, cool listing. And they're like, thanks. And that's it. And they don't continue the conversation, which means they're losing the leads that are coming into their DMs or the possibilities. Hopefully that thought is coherent to everybody listening right now, but what would you add to this dialogue of being a content marketer who's making content that's driving conversations to cultivate leads through messages. When you have someone that, that raises their hand or comments or DMs or whatever it may be, asking as many questions as possible is the most important thing. And so that's generally what, you know, in that, like staying, staying in that curiosity space, right. That we, that we talk about and that we hear about. And so that's something too, that when you're prospecting, say you're cold calling, that's generally what you want to do as well. Right. And so when you think about this as just another form of prospecting, asking as many questions as possible, I think is the most important thing. See, I would think that for most people who are getting an influx of DMS, they're looking to resolve open loops, answer questions and be done with it. But you're saying the opposite. You're saying, no, no, no. Answer in such a way that gets more conversation flowing. Correct. Yeah. Which I mean, I, Obviously, I would love to respond once, get contact info, and be able to send it off to to be added into the CRM, right? As Ken's saying, like as soon as he has the contact information, like here, you know, it goes to the team, and and you know, I would love for that to be on on DM too, right? Like, thanks for your comment, and now give me your name and phone number and email, right? But that that's you know just not how normal conversation works, and so sometimes you know that's where um, Jason, as you said, like Creator Studio or flagging responses or, or, you know, making them unread again so that you have to go back to it are things to, to kind of keep them top of mind. It's good. I love that. Ken, how about you? Any closing thoughts on this conversation? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I love the idea of just going deeper in conversation with somebody and not trying to have commission breath, you know, too early on. I think the other thing is like, there's, there's a lot of like automation talk going on right now. And people always are saying like, you still upload your own YouTube videos. Well, yeah, like I'm, 
it's kind of as a skill that I've, I've honed that I, I do enjoy, but like, I'm not going to give my biggest asset away to somebody that's bringing in hundreds, hundreds of leads a month because I want to save an hour of time. And so I think that if you look at building relationship online, like, yeah, you can automate and you can have somebody when it responds, it sends them back an auto PDF and there's all those kind of things. But if you want to have a business to where you're talking to 20 to 30 people that are actually reaching out to you because they care about what you do, like what better way is there to then be in your DMs and cultivate those relationships? And so I would just say, you know, maybe not automate too fast. It's and I just, I want to, I want to add something to Ken's com comment on the no, automation. No, 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 I'm sorry. The podcast is over, Katie. It's all done. Okay. Just kidding. Go ahead. Right. Please. Fine. I had <laughs> just the best tip ever and it's fine. Um, so as far as automations on Instagram, I think that there is a place to be able to say, hey, DM me this keyword for this PDF, right? Or DM me this for that. And then you can cultivate an email list and you can cultivate things from that. But the, the responder of every single time someone DMs you, I tell you, hey, thanks for the message. You can text me at this number. You can visit my website at this or email me here. Should be removed from every single real estate agent's Instagram. So if you have that and people are DMing you in conversation and you close your app, it's going to resend that message over and over and over again. And so I completely agree with Ken on the automation. You should not be over automating your social. It should be personal. It should be you responding. But, you know, there are great ways to add in, you know, keyword texts and different stuff like that to be able to create, you know, that, that top of funnel uh, sales funnel. So that's brilliant just... insight. So it's simple. Make really good content that drives conversation and then block time every day to have the conversations. And those conversations lead to appointments and appointments lead to sales. This is content marketing 101, 201, and all the way up to 401 levels. Uh, I'd be curious for those who are watching or listening right now, what is your funnel? What is your process for content marketing? What kinds of messages and DMs are you getting that you have found like, oh, when somebody says this, that's the sweet spot that means they want this. And you have found a viable business strategy based upon what they're commenting and how they're reacting to your content. Uh, this has been awesome. Katie and Ken, uh, where can they connect with each of you? And then we'll wrap. For me, Instagram, move me to Texas, M-O-V-E-M-E-T-O-T-X. Okay. And Ken, how about you? Well, uh, Ken, at Ken Posick on Instagram. Okay. Awesome. You guys are the best. To everybody watching and listening, thank you so much. Until next week, this is This Week in Marketing.